Welcome to your our first podcast with a dog. And we got our star guest today, Bailey Weinstein, and we got Lexi Weinstein over here on the side. Welcome back, pros. guys, to Mike for Success for another episode that we're getting in with one of my good friends, Justin Bishop. I'm so glad to be here, man. Thanks for having me. Dude, welcome, welcome, welcome. And before we start, let's go over the sponsors because I keep saying these completely wrong every single time. Uh, our main sponsor, My Whistlebox, also another side job I'm doing on the side. But if you want to check out My Whistlebox, it's a new way to send private information. Oh yeah, the little whistle for you. New way to send private information in a secured way. Stop using email and start using My Whistlebox because there are people in the world who will be tagging into your email when private information is sent. And let me tell you, you do not want those private emails to be uh, confiscated by someone that you don't know. That is <laughs> that is exactly true. And we kind of got a fake sponsor. Uh, the boys have a new bikini line called Cupid Swimwear. Cupid Swim, guys. I saw these bikinis. Mm. Mm. Can't wait to see them on some people. Unfortunately, yeah, no, they're um, just they, in the bags. The boys <laughs> created a great product. They are authentic. Oh, did they make that? Yeah, yeah, they oh, did. They awesome. did. Shout out to Ori Taylor and Ethan O'Connor for the masterpiece. But ladies, go check it out. Um, they're not paying me to say this. It's just a true friend to shout out your friend's products that are going to be launched. But today we got Justin Bishop, a content creator, a world traveler now, <laughs> a water polo player, a surfer, a content extravagant like you literally do everything dude everything i would say i would say i do get my hands on a little bit of everything yeah it's uh it's a good life that we live i think that it is awesome the guy is from socal california also joined me at usc i feel like everyone i bring on is Fight a, on guys the usc <laughs> love part of the ivan young academy which is you're part of the first class right i was in the second cohort to go through so not the first but second class to go through the ivan young academy which was let me tell you quite the experience and I don't think I'd ever say this, but I kind of miss school with that program. <laughs> That's awesome. We are 100% going to get into that, which is going to be really yeah, cool to learn no, about for all the for kids it. out there that don't know what that program is. little tidbit of brand new information. Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Dre are starting a high school based off that school now. So they're actually uh, opening a new high school in uh, downtown LA to kind of promote the whole just Iovine Young vibe. It's exciting. Yeah, That's awesome. And I didn't know that. So if you guys want to check that out, go check it out wherever Justin tells you to go check it out because I know nothing about that. I honestly don't really know, but I know it happened. LA Times did an article on it. The Academy Instagram page I know has it, I mean, at Ivan Young Academy. So you can go look on those pages. Um, I actually make a lot of the content for those pages as well. That's awesome. <laughs> and before we get into it, let's go over a little tips. This guy has played water polo. He's done surfing. He's your SoCal beach bum, I like to say. He's a content I mean, he's just amazing content. I've learned half my stuff from Justin. Thank you. He's traveled around the world with Sam and Colby, if you know them, the YouTube duo. He's been to Coachella and filmed at Coachella in the Do Lab. We're going to get into all these amazing things, and he's going to teach you guys how to get into content creation. Maybe you need to go to USC or college or a junior college. Maybe you don't have to go to any of that. Maybe you can live the dream and start content creation through your phone. Yeah, so. you've got a phone in front of you guys. That's where everybody starts, let me tell you. Yeah, a lot better now than when I started on phone. That, that is one hundred percent true. But let's get into it. Tell let's everyone about yourself, Justin. Where you're from? Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about your background. Um, so I was. Uh, my name is Justin Bishop. Born and raised in Southern California in Orange County. Um, spent most of my life there. Went to college at USC with this fine gentleman right here. Um, graduated in 2019 from the Ivy and Young Academy. Um, that's a pretty unique major, as I'm sure you know, but you guys might not know. The major was started by uh, music moguls Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Dre, and the two of them wanted to create a major that was 
fully cross-disciplinary and uh, built for entrepreneurs. And like in today's day and age, a lot of people do more than one thing. For me, I'm a marketer, a content creator, uh, a designer, an engineer, and all of those things are what they kind of taught in the program. My diploma officially says arts, technology, and the business of innovation. Um, so it's a little bit of a mouthful, but that small program of just the 21, 22 of us kind of got to go through that and learn what entrepreneurship really is at the core from some of the best entrepreneurs I think that this uh, generation's ever been able to see. But at USC, I was on the uh, the water polo team, played that for a couple years. We actually uh, went to the national championships of Florida, which was super fun and kind of got to travel for that as well. But since uh, graduating college, I've started my own marketing and content creation production business and uh, kind of have been Boy, all over the place. Coachella being one of the big ones. Sam and Colby, my most recent clients. I uh, I want to get some dogs. If you guys know any dog companies or clients that want to shoot some puppies, boy, I want to get on that. Bailey, <laughs> Bailey's a show. Hello, Look Bailey. She, she already 11-year-old little cutie. And I, I start to talk, and she's like, I need to take back the show. This is my show. And for <laughs> you guys wondering, we are at Club Dub or Casa de Raiden, uh, thanks to Jerry Weinstein, who is also on this show, who is the director of the Lakers, does sports production, and also a industry I'm also in. Um, go check him out. He, I think, is three episodes back. And then nice. to update on the last episode with Max Heidegger, professional basketball player playing overseas, plays for Tel Aviv Maccabi and Herzliya. He can teach you all about getting overseas and playing and what the experience was playing in Israel. And now he's probably going to awesome. go for the G League or the Summer League for the NBA. So hopefully boy. that boy. Very nice. Yeah. And another update for another guest. We had Tara Davis on a lot earlier. And congrats to Hunter and Tara, who are both track athletes. They have officially made it on the USA track and field national yeah, Olympic team. Yeah, they did. We got some Olympians on the show, guys. So, Go back and watch that. It's a good episode. It's, it's, it's amazing to see people grow, and that's what we're all about. And Justin's another one. Let's see, five years, this guy's going to be... Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> he's going to be the next big one, even though he's already big. But Thank you, thank you. Well, yeah. Let's get into it, Justin. So you started off in playing sports, and then you got into production. And yeah. first... Me knowing you for a long time, maybe the last four years, five years, however long it's been, you're amazing. Everything you do between um, Premiere Pro to After Effects to all your you know, computers all lined up, <laughs> you literally do everything in between real estate and content creation for celebrities and all these things. You've done everything. How did you get into this? How did you get started? Who was the person that inspired you to get into production? Yeah. So I've, believe it or not, I've actually been doing production for like a decade now, not maybe on the, the level that I'm doing now, um, like as professionally, but 10 years ago, I, uh, I picked up a GoPro camera from uh, Costco and started taking photos of surf because I was really into surf. And um, at the time, being a swimmer and water polo player, I was really comfortable in the ocean. And I kind of thought that I was in positions that not a lot of people could be in, um, whether that be like actually surfing or taking pictures of other people surfing um let alone being in california is an awesome opportunity to have that but you know the the camera aspect is something that really drew me into that so i started because of uh clark little believe it or not he's a photographer out of hawaii super great um he's kind of the icon of surf photography and because of that um that got me into the the gopro surf photography and then once i started doing that people kind of realized oh Justin takes photos like can you take photos of my event or whatever um, and I just kind of eventually had my parents ask me both of them are real estate agents um, to film one of their houses and that was kind of the kickoff to 
what I didn't know was going to be the, the long start to my career. So I, I filmed their house, put it together, made it real nice, did the whole whole edit. And um, after that, I realized, wow, that was actually something I enjoyed doing. Um, it's something I can see myself doing for a really long time, something that actually provides a lot of value for other people. And I think in today's day and age, providing the value is, is just as important as the actual content itself. Um, Moving on past that, I actually used the whole real estate content business to pitch to get into the Ivan Young Academy. Um, basically kind of told them what I did and it was uh, actually what I did as my senior project, um, continuing on into college. Um, my senior year, basically in the academy, you're a task to start with a business. Um, basically start a business, go from scratch and see what we can do. You've got mentors throughout the entire year. You've got people that can kind of get you places that you wouldn't be able to if you started on your own. And so having that whole year um, build up to what I'm doing now is really convenient. Um, and real estate was actually the main part of that. So that's kind of where it went. And I, I got an internship with DoLab my junior year, um, which is a company that throws a festival called Lightning in a Bottle, um, one of the best events that I think I've ever attended. And they also have a stage at Coachella called the DoLab Stage. Um, if you've ever been there, it's a, it's a pretty good stage. That is kind of the environment and the sphere and the company that actually got me into believing that being a creative was an opportunity and you could actually make a living and a career out of it. So being presented with that opportunity before I graduated was a huge, huge push for me. And I mean, a lot of people, as you say, like know me for being the Coachella guy because that was my thing while I was in school as I, um, I was working those events. And, and for me at the time, it was really, really cool. And it still is an awesome opportunity. And now that music is coming back, dude, I'm so stoked to have music like be a thing again i've missed live events and so i'm excited to get back to that and i have a lot of stuff ramping back up uh i'm gonna be in vegas next month shooting a concert and then edc later this year again for vegas as well so you know it's it's, it's a good moral track. The, the moral of the story uh justin's living the dream and <laughs> all the young kids listening you guys are probably like man this guy is doing everything right now but it all started from the very beginning yeah in the very so, beginning of learning and it is how- a long road i may like people that is something that people don't really see is like I've been doing it for 10 years and 10 years is a long time to be doing anything. That's like almost half my life at this point. So having patience is like so important for anything that you're doing, whether it be podcast or creating or working a corporate job. If you're patient, you'll get where you want to be. I am nowhere near where I want to be, but I think I, I think I'm on the way. <laughs> and coming from that, I think the most important is everyone probably wants to know how to get started. How, how did you learn Premiere Pro? How did you learn After Effects? Were you working on that from the beginning? What made you uh, use certain softwares? What is the ground broken that you got yourself into? YouTube, were you on YouTube looking up how to do things? Uh, YouTube, I'll come out here in public say it, YouTube's the best university and education tool on the planet. Um, Mainly because one, it's free, and two, there's endless support. So I I didn't really know what the heck I was doing when I first started, Um, but I did actually start in Premiere Pro (laughs) at the time did a little bit of illegal downloading because it was a really expensive program. Don't worry, it's all official now. But <laughs> getting into that was like kind of learning and it was learning a program and learning an experience and learning how to go from start to finish and tell a story that's more than just more than just video and like Cut, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. Um, but having that whole experience was really cool because it's something that I've always done on the side for fun. And then in college, kind of realized, oh, this is a career like opportunity where I can actually take it and t- do more than just make fun videos for myself. So, are um, you a Adobe Premiere user? Yes, I'm a I'm a very avid Adobe user. Uh, Premiere, After Effects, Lightroom, Photoshop, Bridge, Illustrator. 
the whole nine yards. Even audition comes in there sometimes. When so you've got if some you're audio. eight kids sitting at home right now listening to this, and you, they probably want to know how do I get better. I've actually had family members call me up and say, "How did you learn? Did you go to a school? Did you?" take a course. Yeah. I mean, me and you are the same. I mean, I learned off of my friends. I think your friends are your best friends when learning new things. And I also think YouTube, what was the hardest thing learning right out of the bat? Was it Premiere, After Effects? I mean, Lightroom is Lightroom. If you understand colors, mm -hmm. it's a little bit easier to understand, but Premiere and After Effects are a total beast of themselves. Yeah, those are, they're definitely like, you have to start with a problem. If you, if you try to go into those programs, you get way too overwhelmed because they're super just they're made for experts and there's so many different options, so many different things you can do. And so getting into it initially is very scary. Um, what I recommend for a lot of people now is when I get DMs or anything is I'll, I'll just recommend start on your phone because it's kind of expensive to get into it. And if you have a phone, you can edit now on your phone. Like that, that actually blows my mind that you can edit and shoot an entire video on your phone now when, you know, not even 10 years ago, you had to have super duper nice equipment. And now this thing is shooting as, as nice a quality. Um, for people who have Macs, iMovie is an amazing thing to get into initially because it's free and it's on the program. Um, PCs is a little bit of an issue because there's no free program. So if you have a PC, unfortunately, you might have to just do trials of <laughs> softwares because, you know, isn't you Isn't DaVinci free? <sighs> it could be. I, I think DaVinci's free. I think that's the first uh, production of okay. Good video to know. editing that's free. Check it out. If it's free, definitely look at DaVinci. That's a great program. Um, I'm... I'm a sucker. I'm locked into Adobe. I've been in there for too long, and I don't think I'm ever leaving. Once you go in, you won't come out. <laughs> it is it is it is a black hole for sure. But you know, they, they all work really well, and we had professional school classes but teaching. For them, the so. kids that are using, uh, what's the normal Apple one? It's uh, iMovie. No, after or Final Cut. Pro Final Cut. Is fi like Final the, Cut the, Pro. The step up, yeah. For the kids using Final Cut Pro, should they keep using that, or do you feel yeah, from absolutely. being in this world? you know, Premiere Pro is the way to professionally get better and better. And when you go on to jobs, that's what people are using. Yeah, I think for me, the couple agencies that I have had jobs at, they do um, have Premiere as their primary. Like when I worked at Live Nation and then a couple agencies down in Orange County, they, they want you to be editing in Premiere because that's the software that they have. However, if you're editing for yourself, use what works. Like use the program that you're comfortable with, use the program that you're confident and you know how to do things faster because the most frustrating thing in editing and producing is getting stuck and if you don't know how to solve the problem in the program that you're trying to solve you want to give up <laughs> and so if you're comfortable in Final Cut then you can totally stay with that when you go and apply for jobs though there there are sometimes different requirements as, as any job may ask but you can change uh, keyboard shortcuts in Premiere Pro to Final Cut so it actually works exactly the same so you don't really have to learn too much new stuff the keyboard shortcuts are at least similar but um, I've never done that back and forth I've been on Premiere for my entire life. <laughs> I've been on Premiere since I got into SC. Premiere Pro, they got you, give you that uh, cloud. Dude, that's, uh, that's the thing about student student uh, software. They give it to you while you're a student and hook you, and then they've got you for the rest of your life. It's a great business model, guys. <laughs> it's, I'm stuck. I'm, I'm stuck on it. I, I don't think and I'm And it works. It, like, it works great. I'm able to do what I need. I can go. I can put Photoshop files into After Effects and animate them. Like That's literally what my last contract with Doolab was, was animating Photoshop files that I had created, and it was like a full-blown job. So being able to kind of have that opportunity where you know the program and the skills and you're able to present like I presented that idea to them and they're like that's an awesome idea so once you're in the programs and like learn them and learn the ins and out that's where you get to really be creative and kind of 
you can make your vision a reality because you're not trying to learn the program. And if you've got the program learned, then relearning a software is not going to be as hard because the mechanics and everything are similar, but having the basis of like just how to do everything is so important for, for efficiency. Right. And then let's talk about budget. Because <laughs> budget is, I mean, my biggest problem. Yeah, and for as, college as, is mine, kids, as is mine. College kids, young kids, not all of us are gifted with families that have millions of dollars and you can buy, you know, Christmas, Hanukkah, all the, you know, birthday party gifts every single year. Yeah. But equipment today is expensive. Yeah. I actually just bought my first drone, the Ooh, Mavic Air 2S. Dude, that's a good um, one. $4,000 or 1200 <laughs> for to fly more. But I do recommend that. I just crashed my FPV low key. Oh, <laughs> but speaking of that, like the FPV drone, that's like what, $1,500? Yeah, somewhere like that. I typically get the fly more combos just because I know I want to have the batteries and all of that. I think it came out to like 2100 with the batteries and insurance because I knew I was going to crash it. Unfortunately, that's uh, a given with these things. Right. <laughs> and if you, that's rule number one, always get the drone insurance because it's you, you, you don't need it until you need it. And when you do, you really wish you do. <laughs> Listen to Justin, because this guy is... Uh, Learned it the hard way. <laughs> Crash drones multiple times, apparently. <laughs> yeah, a couple times. They, they do, too, they do pretty decently well staying alive, um, except when they're going like 80 miles an hour into a tree. So. Right. But speaking of budget, I mean, I've started off on... I forgot what Canon camera I have, but I got the ZV-1, a small little vlogging camera that fits for these podcasts. We're not filming on it right now, but that was an investment for myself. I do music production. I probably took... Five years to get the full studio ready. Oh yeah, it's expensive. That's but, the hardest part. But kids listening, does it really matter on quality of your cameras, your lenses, and all that stuff? Nah. Like as I was saying earlier, like I I'm not even kidding when I say this. I take my phone and use this for professional reasons when I don't have a camera. I hope my clients aren't working and watching, but <laughs> the like you can shoot a 4K video on a phone right now and edit and upload in 4K. Most YouTubers aren't even upload or YouTubers aren't even uploading at 4K because it's a little difficult to work with. But the fact that you can shoot that quality is amazing. Like Apple only shoots their commercials on iPhones, and you watch that and it's a Super Bowl X type quality commercial because the production and the knowledge is there. Like all of these lights, if we had all of these lights and filmed it with the phone, it would look very similar because it's the raw equipment. Um, having the nice equipment, obviously, like this camera you guys are watching on right now is an A7S III. Um, it's a very nice camera in my opinion and it, it, it works incredibly well. It's got great dynamic range, which basically means your highlights and shadows are closer and in post, you can pull them and make it look even poppier, and you have a lot more control. Um, it's also really better, really good at a low light. This thing actually sees better than my eyes. Um, when I was filming with Sam and Colby in Seychelles, I, I literally was using this as a night vision camera because it was seeing better than me. Um, so those are like the the advantages, but it also took me seven years to get to these cameras. So I started with a Canon 70D. That was my first camera. Um, it was an awesome camera, had a flip out screen and it was touch. And so I, it was like all techie and brand new stuff at the time. I still have that camera and a, a, a water housing, the, the water housing that I shot the photos in. Yeah. So I still have that whole setup. Um, but that was my first camera. And then my second was a Sony a6500. The third was this, uh, Sony a7 III. And now I've got the a7S III. So that's kind of the progression of cameras, but gear. And as you guys can see, he started small and got bigger. So it, it is a progress of time. And that's like, I'll say it probably plenty of times is patience being patient and knowing that like everyone everyone's on their own path and climbing that ladder i'm just climbing the ladder of my own thing instead of a corporate ladder as long as you got a memory card a camera and a music software or not music software production software to produce your videos yeah you're all set that's all you need yeah i mean 
CapCut on your phone. I actually use that very consistently because I shoot stuff on my phone, as I was saying, and then I'll edit on my phone and post it straight out from there because it's so much easier than shooting it with a battery, making sure it's charged, the SD card's empty, plugging the SD card in, editing it, and then shooting it on an export and then getting it to your phone. It's just so many more steps than doing it straight to your phone because everything goes to social media nowadays anyways. Right. And that's where everyone's attention is. So if you're trying to grab attention, just get on social media and start. I mean, I struggle with that. I've been trying to start a YouTube channel for God knows how many years. Just starting. I still don't understand why you don't. <laughs> well, the last six the last six months of this year is it's happening. This is a public decoration that is happening. Justin's I'm very starting. good about being on other people's YouTube channels and not himself. <laughs> he also has a problem with shooting so much content. He has hard drives and terabytes of right. You want to take a so guess? So much footage. How much, uh, how much footage I have? 50 I, terabytes. Ah, oh, dude, you're close. It's 38 terabytes. And if people don't know what a terabyte is, it's a lot. It's I a have 1,000 gigabytes. So your phone, I have a 256 gigabyte phone because it's a big one. That is five. I can't do that. I'm, I, I create, guys. I don't do math. That's a, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a lot bigger than your average storage. Um, my laptop, I think it's uh, 62, 62 storages of my laptop. <laughs> I got all my film stuff and all my music stuff on my two terabyte drive, and I still, I think I'm at 1.6 terabytes, so. Speaking of hard drives, double backup, because when you lose your stuff, <laughs> oh, oh man, you do not want to lose your footage. How about, how about you explain that a little bit? Explain the, the backup drives, the hard yeah, drives, because sure. I think so, people overlook that. Oh, that's something that I think a lot of people getting into the game, like, don't even think about, and until it happens to you, you don't realize how big of a, oh, I'm fucked. Sorry for that. Uh, basically, you, the way you want to think about it is if, if you lose your backpack or your hard drive, you're losing all of that work. And the work itself is more valuable mon monetarily, at least most of the time, than this, the things they're stealing. And if you don't have it backed up, you're losing. Like, I lost all of Coachella the first time I went. Um, my drive failed the weekend after because I was just, I don't know what happened. I don't know if I was running it hard or I dropped it or something, but... I lost two weekends of like the coolest content creation thing I'd ever done as a newbie. And uh, I had to go and have it shipped out and, and like repaired and all of that. And it cost me like more than I got paid for the job. But because I needed the footage, like it was something that you had to do. So, how much did that cost? It was like a, I think it was like an eight or nine hundred dollar repair. Did you get everything? I got everything back for, okay. for, very, very fortunately. Um, but so, so what do you recommend? So if, what are the orange, LASIK, LASIK, oh, uh, LACI, whatever <laughs> That's the one called. that failed. <laughs> That's a, what, what is a hard drive that you actually recommend for people to get so, in? I have a lot. Now I pretty much exclusively try to buy solid states um, just because they're so much faster. Um, basically hard drives in the old days, they're actual disks and they would spin and your, your computer would read information kind of like a record player. Um, nowadays, solid states are just like flash drives, but way bigger. And so, like the write speed of my Samsung T7, I think is like 1,100 megabytes per second, and a That's hard fast. drive back in the day used to be like 250. So, I love watching technology like exponentially get stronger and faster, especially with camera gear, because we're shooting on newer cameras. I need newer stuff to keep up with it. Like the speeds that it writes and reads at are, are awesome. But for bigger stuff, um, I have, what do I have? It's a, I think it's a Seagate or a Western Digital, like 10 terabytes. So I have a couple 10 terabyte drives that I back everything up to and that just sits in the office because you have the double backups so that I have them in two different locations, 
God forbid the house burned down or something like that. I still have the work um, in two different locations, but that's kind of the learned it from the, <laughs> from failing type of thing. And speaking of backup drives, um, there's also backup clouds. I, I, yes. Any recommendations? Shout out to USC. <laughs> I low-key have nine terabytes backed up on USC's Google Drive because it's unlimited storage. <laughs> if you can get an enterprise account, Google Drive, that's where I go. But I know Dropbox is also another really big one. WeTransfer, if you're doing individual transfers, is super good. And if you're sending um, really, really confidential stuff, my whistle box. Exactly. There you go. My whistle box, that's where the pornos get sent. <laughs> Just kidding. Where am I? Who knows? OnlyFans people are taking over. So oh, yeah. Should I knows? start an OnlyFans, guys? Hey, some people might like that. <laughs> hey, man, these Sam and Colby fans are actually kind of crazy. but And we are going to get into that, but yes. we're actually going to take a turn right now. We're going to go back to SC, All right. back to the academy, to one of the coolest schools probably USC's ever brought to the school, Wait, slash this, the hardest school. nation's ever seen. I actually have to say, it's probably isn't it the hardest school at USC to get into? It has like a point <sighs> seven acceptance rate. It is pretty low. I don't know what the acceptance rate is, but there's only 21 of us in the program. 21 to 25 is the goal. They were 21 in my cohort, um, and I know that they won't be going over that. 30 is probably where the max is, just because USC is like, oh, you have to submit, uh, or you have to admit however many people because of retention rates, but the retention rate's been so high that um, they're trying to find that balance. But the ideal class, or ideal class goal. I didn't Ooh. do my job. Oh, man, that's it on Somebody here. didn't, somebody. Here. My, my very nice camera that we were talking about did not, did not record. I'm gonna... So, so we're starting over from scratch. <laughs> <laughs> not fully, but kind of. All right, guys. Uh, welcome back. As we or welcome, so, technically welcome. <laughs> we, we we kind of uh, it was either me that didn't hit the record button on this main camera. Technical difficulties. We'll just go or the that. camera just did not record. But we got on the mini camera. As you can see, the view just changed. So ta-da! We to the main cam. welcome the 2021. We're upgrading halfway through a show, which is I don't really know where we left off. I think there's is, a first for everything, but we're kind of starting, just starting over. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't we don't seen, know where you uh, guys are. This you got you got Bailey just uh, left the frame, and you got Lexi right here, who's gonna cut up Aww. against me for support because we're all sad. We just did yeah, an hour, hour and ten minutes of podcast. And that only got yeah. we did not get footage on. Well, maybe twenty five minutes. Got like of, maybe half hour. Yeah. That was it. So we yeah. kind of got a. So we're trying to figure out how to piece it back together. It'll be a fun puzzle for you to figure out. <laughs> yeah, so we got to talk about, what, four things? Uh, yeah, we Jim, got a couple topics. Ivan Young Academy, Sam and Colby, Ricky Carmichael. Uh, what else? Um, oh, yeah, Do Lab. So we're going to oh, yeah, refresh yeah, yeah, yeah. that, which you guys are probably like, what is going on? But we, we already talked about it once. It's so happened. It's fresh in my memory. It'll be even more vivid this time, probably. All the fresh <laughs> jibber-jabber that happened, uh, we got our first take of. So now we're going to re-say it in probably a shorter way instead of jabbing on for yeah. an hour or so. I jab on. That's that's the thing. If you don't know who I am, I'm Michael Radin. And, <laughs> and this I am is, Justin Bishop. And this is uh, take two, which is going to be on bloopers probably. Yeah, most is, definitely. We'll figure it out. Which is funny. <laughs> but we're, we're going to get into the Ivan Young Absolutely, dude. The for best the second time there. tonight. Yeah. So I mean, I'll just I'll start it like as we kind of were doing it for the first time, or nah, it's, it's okay. This okay. is this, this is kind of funny. All People right. are gonna laugh well, at this. We're gonna go through it again then. So the uh, the USC Ivan and Young Academy, man, that's like the best school I think 
that the nation has to offer. I know it's a little pretentious for me to say, but I think that's because it's uh, it's not a typical school. It's it's built for entrepreneurs. It's built for doers. It's built for creators. Um, the diploma that I have from that academy says arts, technology, and the business of innovation. So. The, uh, the official diploma itself is a mouthful, but it's a really cross-disciplinary program built for you know entrepreneurs to become designers, creators, um, engineers, business, and being able to have the base skill level of like all of those employees and being able to communicate is something that Jimmy and Dre actually found when they got bought out by Apple. Um, they went over to Apple and they found that their designers couldn't talk to their the engineers or the business people and there was a huge communication barrier just because they didn't speak the language. And so the program was kind of created to create an employee one that could talk to every department and be kind of super versatile but also create an entrepreneur that can kind of start from the get-go and do everything on their own and then manage everybody when they uh, have a team. You know, puppies are coming to join us. <laughs> Puppy wants some action on the academy. You want some finger? Little Bailey. Yeah. <laughs> so, how, how about you tell everyone what the academy was like? What was a day in the life of yeah. the academy? And how'd you, how'd you start your day and how'd you end yeah. your day? Oh, so, I mean, the academy was different every single day. We had different projects every single week and different things going on all the time. Like, Freshman year, I built an Iron Man suit out of cardboard um, and pitched a pet rock as a project. So you have quite a bit of diversity, but you know there's this brand new building that USC just opened for the academy, which I unfortunately didn't get to partake in. But it's incredible because it's got laser cutters, 3D printers, um, CNC machines, like everything you could ever need to create is in that building, and the uh, the opportunities and possibilities to create, you know. Oh, my headphone broke. I need to reprint this piece. They can do that in a couple hours. And so having that ability in our spaces to problem solve instantly really is something that I miss greatly because, you know, you can solve anything instantly. But being able to kind of have a have an idea and be able to execute it and not have any problems creating it um, was really, really effective just because I like to tinker and do things with my hands. But classes were so diverse. We, we took classes in the business class, the arts or the, the arts school. Um, communications. So we had Marshall, Annenberg, Viterbi, and the Academy, which was all, I think that was all of them, right? <laughs> that, I, and there's more. Keck? Oh, yeah. No, at USC for the, for the Academy. But yeah, <laughs> USC's got quite a different schools. Check them out. Fight on, always. Um, but the first two years of the program are basically building your basic core skills of kind of a modern day employee is what they see in their eyes. So we took coding classes, a little business classes, some intro Photoshop and Premiere and like creative programs, basically built the groundwork to the floor of everything in the future. Um, and then after two years, we actually got to pick, you know, um, what we what we really wanted to do. So they were called, uh, what, are we, what did we call them? I want to get this right. It, um, emphasises. <laughs> so my emphasis, um, you had the opportunity to create your own. Um, I actually created my own and did a little bit of design, engineering, and business, and communications. So I, I was interested in all of that. Um, I, I got to do like Marshall and Annenberg and Roski, which were the art, um, business, and communications, which were all things I'm doing now in the content and marketing side. So being able to kind of take classes in different schools was a really great opportunity because not everybody gets to do that at USC. And so kind of having different teachers, different programs, different schools to ask questions, pull knowledge, and kind of just have different points of views of what the world is was really cool to have, you know, as a part of my college experience. What, what about Premiere Pro and 
all the After Effects and oh. everything. I, I know we talked about that. Maybe I'll put this back in if we saved it. I have no clue. But let's talk about Premiere Pro. Yeah. And the fundamentals of a good producer in terms of content creation. Oh, man. Um, I think the fundamentals of a good producer on content creation for what I do on like the AdSense size is providing value to your end user, whether that be, you know, users us scrolling through social media and that um, value is making your brand cool or education um, is a really great way to do that. I think having that, um, oh, my brain just slipped, dude, it's getting late. (laughs) (laughs) Having having those different ways to kind of express it and and go through and really find out what works for you. And that's kind of what's important is just finding what works for you um, and then doubling down on that. I think what a lot of people do is they 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 have a preconception of what they should be doing as a producer or as a creator um but i think for me i've just found what works really well for me and and it's to the point where clients are starting to come to me because they've realized that's the type of style they want and finding that style and hunkering in and like making that your the justin bishop style the the mic for success style having that branding and the voice behind it is kind of the producing and the providing value that I am trying to bring that's different than a full-blown produced, you know, movie in LA and whatnot. Uh, that's great advice and something to look forward to for a lot of kids on how to get started and be themselves and learn learn on YouTube, guys. I think oh, YouTube is... We touched on that earlier, but yeah, YouTube is the greatest. I I take that back. The Academy is great, but YouTube, I think I think it's got it got the leg up because I learned everything from YouTube even from college. YouTube University is the way to go and I say this in every show YouTube University is where you learn and where you grow and school is where you tune everything and uh, polish it which is is great.